Let me just call a drop. So just as there are in the physical realm or dimension forces at play that we cannot see, but we can perceive the effects of, the same is true in the spiritual realm. In the spiritual realm, there are forces that we cannot see, but we can perceive the effects of. In today's second reading, St. Paul talks about these opposing spiritual forces. St. Paul uses the language of spirit and flesh. Spirit and flesh opposing or warring spiritual forces. For some of us, this may call to mind a childhood memory of watching cartoons where there's a character with an angel sitting on a rifle, trying to defend the character to do something good. And then on the left shoulder, the devil trying to convince that character to do something bad. Well, when we're ready to move beyond an elementary knowledge and understanding of these spiritual forces at play, St. Paul and St. Ignatius of Loyola have much in the way of valuable insights to share with us about the way these spiritual forces are at play in our everyday spiritual lives. While most of us can understand and identify the force of gravity, we may benefit on St. Ignatius of Loyola and his spiritual exercises and helping us better understand and identify the spiritual forces at play that act in our lives. The spiritual exercises and rules of St. Ignatius are practical guidelines for the spiritual life. Think of this as the spiritual equivalent of the physical exercise manual. These spiritual exercises help us be at our best spiritually no matter what the circumstances are we find ourselves in. The spiritual life, after all, like life, has ups and downs associated with it. We may feel ill-equipped at times in the spiritual life to deal with these spiritual ups and downs. Kind of the spiritual equivalent of a baby who's trying to stand up on their own for the first time. Not understanding the force of gravity that's working against it. And without having developed the strength to be able to take the appropriate action to rise up. St. Ignatius refers to these spiritual forces that are working for us as the good spirit. And the spiritual forces that are working against us as the bad spirit. The evil spirit. The good spirit, of course, refers to the Holy Spirit. As well as to the good angels. The grace within us we received at baptism. Positive influences around us and all the ways God works in our hearts to lead us toward God and the good. When we look back and examine and reflect upon what we've done during the day or what we've done in the last week, the activity, what we've said, our behavior, and we say to ourselves, man, I'm glad I did that. I still feel a sense of joy and purpose because of that. Then, this probably means that the good spirit was leading us to do that action, to say that thing, to do that behavior. And the Holy Spirit plays, and this good spirit wants us to continue doing those activities. The evil spirit refers to what scriptures define as the enemy, the tempter, the accuser, the liar, as well as the legacy of original sin within us. The evil spirit wants to pull us away from where God wants us to go. So if we look back on something we did, something we said, or our behavior, and we think to ourselves, 
man, I wish I would have done it. I feel disappointed in myself and things like that. I wish I would not have given in that temptation. It was not good for me. It wasn't helpful. And this is probably a good indication that the evil spirit was leading us to do that action, to say that thing, to do that behavior. And we should probably not do it again. We should not dialogue with the evil spirit who's trying to tempt us to do these activities and behaviors again and again and again. You see, we are not passive actors to these spiritual forces. These spirits do not negate our free will. It is when we are still using our free will that the good spirit tries to build us up and the evil spirit tries to bring us down and make us fall. St. Ignatius refers to these ups and downs of our spiritual lives as consolation and desolation. St. Ignatius calls the ups and downs consolation and desolation, and he calls the ups consolation. In consolation, our hearts feel lifted, light, we experience joy. We desire to connect with others. In consolation, our vision is refreshed so we can see where God is at work in our lives and where God is leading us. This is what spiritual consolation looks like and feels like. Early on in our spiritual lives or in our relationship with God, we may experience a lot of this consolation and joy. Later in our walk with God, this may fade. But this could actually be a good thing for us. We are meant to live on love, after all, not with the good feelings God gives us. We are meant to fall in love with God. And there's a big difference between these two. God is allowing us to discover and experience this difference, which makes all the difference in the world for our eternal souls. You see, the trouble is we can get addicted to these good feelings that God gives us. And when the will of God is leading us in a direction that will not produce good feelings, then we may fall away from following where God is leading us. Do not take this lack of good feelings to mean God has abandoned us. Instead, take this to mean that God is leading us into a deeper place and relationship. Happy feelings when we are experiencing the presence of God in our lives are great when they happen. But they are not the same as experiencing the fullness of God and His goodness. The opposite of consolation is desolation. Desolation are the spiritual downs in life. Desolation are those times when our heart feels heavy and drugged down, causing us to want to fall into despair driving us down the spiral ever deeper into our own negative feelings. Desolation is when we have a tendency to turn in on ourselves, in our own selfish desires. Desolation tries to take over our whole consciousness and make our past, present, and future seem meaningless, worthless, and hopeless. Desolation makes our spiritual lives feel dry, unsatisfying, and drains us of energy. During these times of desolation, we may experience a desire to move closer to God and have an indescribable feeling that something is holding us back. The evil spirit is trying to keep us in this desolation. One way the spirit, evil spirit tries to keep us in this desolation 
It's like tempting us to try to flee the desolation into some sort of gratification or pleasure, which really doesn't help things. When we give in to this temptation of trying to flee the desolation into some sort of gratification or pleasure, we end up causing the spiritual down in our lives to be much lower and last much longer than it otherwise would. In times of desolation, the good spirit is calling us to be patient and to be faithful. In desolation, we are to continue the spiritual exercises we began before this desolation began in our lives, such as praying, going to Mass, reading the Scripture. Continuing these spiritual exercises will be a light for us when all other light may seem to have disappeared. The moment we are most tempted to stop praying, to skip Mass, to stop reading the Scripture, and to be unfaithful to God in some other way. That is precisely the moment it is most important for us to remain faithful to God. This is certainly true in our human relationships, such as a marriage, so why would it be any different in our relationship with God? By staying faithful. This sends the message to the evil spirit that the evil spirit is wasting its time with us. And the evil spirit, after a while, will depart for a time and try to find a weaker victim to take advantage of. Like Good Friday, every time we faithfully carry the cross with Jesus, we will experience an Easter Sunday. The good spirit is always stronger than the evil spirit. When we stay patient and faithful to our God and our vows to God through the desolation, the desolation, the lowness, and the length of it will be much less. Desolation is a normal part of life, just like a rainy day is a normal part of the weather forecast. The desolation or rainy day is not going to last forever. Jesus is letting us know that there is a sunny day ahead of the forecast and is coming much sooner than the evil spirit would lead us to believe. The Good Spirit is trying to guide us through these downs so that we may grow closer to God and to our neighbors during these times. <clears throat> By making it through these tough times, we are more growing and gaining in spiritual life. Without this desolation, we would remain spiritual children who never grow up. When we take two steps forward and one step back in the spiritual life, we go forward only by never giving up. By learning from St. Ignatius, may we have a new set of spiritual eyes to see and to understand what has always been happening in our lives. This is revealing to us a part of ourselves we've always experienced, but maybe haven't known how to identify or name, and therefore haven't been able to take the appropriate action. May our eyes be open, at least a little, so that we are aware, understand, and take action. So during these times of consolation, we should thank God to see the blessings and grace that he has given us during these times. To store up this grace for the challenging times that may lie ahead when we may need to draw on this grace. And during these times of desolation, we should remain patient and faithful to our spiritual practice 
and do even more than before with these spiritual practices. And if you remember nothing else I said, remember this. While the evil spirit may cause you to fall, the good spirit will never let you down.